0: Sports interaction, Canada Sportsbook.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Game Over Ottawa. I forgot to mute the stream on my end, so I think that might have bled through a little bit, but uh, we got it now. Uh, Mod and Charlie, back once again to review another Senator's loss, unfortunately, tonight. But hey, at least it's not as bad as the last one that you had to sit through, eh, Charlie?
0: Yeah, this one this one was a later game, but I'll take a later tight game than a 7 nothing loss. Oh my god. I'm you know, I'm just happy that so I was supposed to have my buddy Justin on for that and he's an Abs fan, but he's on vacation so he couldn't make it. Mm, that's so that's right. probably a good thing. I didn't have to listen to him gloat <laughs> <laughs> about a 7 nothing win.
1: Yeah, that would have been awkward as hell uh, after a game like that. But uh yeah, just tough game for the Sens today like I feel like halfway through the game I was feeling pretty negative overall and and now I'm not sure whether or not I want to try to spin any positive takes today because I feel like they did battle hard overall
0: yeah it was a that was a real bummer of a first period and I was kind of I was like I I, I mean I, don't know, I was I was done with the game I think after the first period and then they typical Sens. Mm -hmm. right start really strong shots are five to one it feels good down by a goal immediately following that they just don't play the rest of the first period and then they show up for the last 40
1: exactly it kind of it kind of felt like flashbacks to that uh big losing skid in November where we play really well and outshoot the other team and then we don't tie it with the goalie pulled it was just another one of those games uh but we'll we'll get into that some more after we have a word from our sponsor
0: Think you know, know which way it's, it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live and play, or, or one of our many
1: prop bets. Sports Interaction, Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash That's sportsinteraction.com slash 19 plus. Please play responsibly. All right, so... As I said about maybe trying to spin positive narratives, I wanna I wanna ask you if you had to pick like one thing out of this game that that looked good to you that you're that you'll take out of this game and and maybe have a bit of a positive narrative. Was there anything that stuck out to you?
0: I think JBD had his best NHL game. Yeah, I think that's a big one. Um, I mean, other than I mean the usual stuff, the whole team looks terrible. And when the whole team looks terrible, the, the usual suspects look good, Stutzel looks good, Sanderson looks good, Kachuk usually looks pretty good in, in in those scenarios. So the first period overall, I think basically everyone but Sanderson and JBD looked horrible in the first period, more mm-hmm. or less. But then yeah, like I think I think I think Jacob Bernard Docker had his, without a doubt his best NHL game. So I'm gonna take that as my main positive takeaway from this one.
1: Yeah, I, I liked that uh, Sportsnet had a little highlight reel of him after the second period too. I don't know which uh, yeah. which broadcast you were watching if you saw that, but that was nice of them to highlight the strong defensive plays that he had tonight, especially for a rookie player. It's uh, usually, yeah. usually rookie defensemen, you know, are pretty, play a pretty quiet game just trying to fit in right so it was nice that they found uh, some good clips to show of him he had some huge shot blocks tonight and uh yeah and he didn't end up getting an assist on the only sense goal but he was actually key on the breakout uh made a good read saw that we were going to get the puck and jumped up in the play at the right time and uh, ended up getting the shoot in on that play so yeah it's just, just an awesome game from jbd
0: yeah really really happy with that um yeah, like you said, really great defensively. He had that really great outlet pass, too. I think it was Stutzla
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: from, like, the right side of the defending blue line all the way up to the left side of the offensive blue line. For I think it was Stutzla in that place. So just all around, yeah, really, really good game from him.
1: Yeah, I think we're getting to a point in the season where we have to be kind of focusing a lot more on these young guys. And uh, as we've said many times, uh, getting more guys up from Belleville to get looks at them. So I think this is super encouraging from JBD. I... Like, as a rookie, you can't expect every game to be that good from him, but uh, we should definitely be giving him an extended run of games at this point to see just where he's at and how consistent he can be. Like, it does worry me a little bit that uh, since Zaitsev is injured, that they might just put him back in when he's back. And then, uh, because obviously Zub will come back in. I don't think there was any uh, updates on his injury after last game. Was there? Do you know?
0: I didn't see anything. I did see that they were talking about... um... Leading up to I, what when was it like so I know they were talking about like putting Zaitsev with Shabbat again with all Zube's out, but I guess yeah with Zaitsev, heard it's not not happening, but um God. You want a negative takeaway? I'll throw a uh, yeah, negative go takeaway. For it, go for it. Shabbat looked awful. <laughs> like 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 worse than I mean it's a rough season for him anyway, but like worse than usual, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh it's just his decision-making, right? And the speed that he's thinking the game and seeing the game just feels like a second yeah. too late all the time, I think. Like, we praise JBD, but, like, in the first period especially, um, I felt like that pairing was just kind of bobbling the puck a bunch and messing up their passes, and they were under pressure from... Uh, the opposing forwards a lot and i didn't think they were dealing with it uh too great obviously they got better as the game went on but you're right jbd was definitely the guy kind of carrying the pairing tonight and that's not what you want to
0: see yeah that's the thing too right like i i know like everyone already loved zoop coming into this season obviously and i as much as that kind of i i kind of started as a meme right and then mm-hmm. just this guy ends up being the best like shutdown guy they have shabbat like really needs him and, and even as good as jbd is like i do think jbd has the potential to be like a top like like, like your defense on your number one pk
1: mm-hmm. um
0: but yeah i don't know i don't know if it's just a matter of shabbat being like overthinking like i'm paired with a rookie i need to you know overthink every play because of that i don't know what what the problem is there but yeah Zub zoob needs to come back again <laughs> Yeah,
1: just tough luck with injuries for this guy. I feel so bad for him this year. As well, as well with uh, with Shabbat, like I was really only half watching the last game against Colorado, and then I shut it off after four nothing. Like, would you say he was really bad in that game, too? I think I saw a lot of people on Twitter, uh, a lot of the Shabbat criticism after last game as well. Yeah,
0: I mean, everyone looked awful. Mm hmm like i i don't think there's like you know in 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 this game even even including the first period i think i th- think you can Takeaway. Okay. A few, a few players looked phenomenal. I, I don't there was zero positive takeaway from last game. Yeah. Like none.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe even to the point where you can't even like pick out a specific guy that was like, oh, he was definitely really bad, like way worse than everyone else said. Yeah. Just everyone. I couldn't, was... I couldn't even
0: be like, this guy sucked, but he tried. No, there's like zero effort across the board. And mm-hmm. yeah. So this 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 game was much nicer. By the way, we're gonna throw in another uh, fun little negative tidbit. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh That was the St. Louis Blues 2000th win in franchise history. So what a Sens move to let that happen.
1: Sens love giving out milestones. I I was shocked on the topic of milestones. I was shocked that Ovi didn't get uh, the goal to pass Gordie Howe against the Sens when he had the chance earlier this year.
0: I really thought that was going to happen. I I was ready to put money on that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also still on the topic of JBD, I'm thinking... If Zub is back relatively quickly, and mm-hmm. ideally they keep JBD in over Zaitsev, uh, who do you think comes out? Do you think do you think Holden?
0: Oh, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, definitely want to keep JBD in. Ideally, Zaitsev doesn't come back in. If Zaitsev and Zub come in, and then JBD is sent down, I'm going to be furious.
1: Yeah, that would piss me off.
0: I think I think it has to be Holden, right?
1: I think so. I don't want
0: to take Branstrom out, who should be getting second unit time, honestly. Mm It isn't. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I think I think I think I think you're right. I think it's gotta be Hold and and the the number seven. Then if you
1: keep No, I guess you wouldn't keep Shabbat and JBD, probably. You'd probably go back to Shabbat and Zub. And then maybe maybe Sanderson with JBD. That's the interesting thing, is I feel like the coach Wants to keep like at least a veteran on every pair. So I don't know if he would want two rookies, Sanderson and JBD, or like Branstrom and JBD. He probably wouldn't trust that either. So yeah. it'll be really interesting to see. Like, obviously, it depends how, how long Zub is out for, yeah. but
0: that's an I like interesting the idea conundrum. Of, yeah, I think Sanderson and JBD would be a lot of fun. I like that a lot more than Sanderson and Hamanick. Um Actually, I honestly even like hamnick Branstrom more than. Than JBD and Branstrom, so I think uh, I think Sanderson JBD has the potential to be a lot of fun, and honestly, that could be that could be a pairing for the next five plus years. That would be yeah, that would that be, could sweet. be a really nice pair. If
1: if if that could be consistent for the next five years, we're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah,
0: because I think point. we were. I think what was it us talking about? Like, what's your ideal defensive partner for Sanderson? And I think we both landed on defensive. Mm-hmm. JBD might be perfect.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking like if I had to compare what I see in JBD to anyone, I honestly feel like he's kind of like Dylan Demello, which is a guy that we miss at this point. So if if he can be like Dylan Demello, that that's good. That's that would be perfect.
0: could you imagine a Sanderson Demello pairing right now?
1: Mhm, or even if we oh, still had him perfect. with Shabbat, then I feel like that would make yeah. Shabbat look a lot better. <laughs> that would Sanderson
0: Zub as a second pair? Oh man. Oh, what could have been. But the Sens really needed that the third round pick, I think. Uh, yeah, I is think it was a third.
1: Is? I wonder, I wonder who we picked with that. But I, I have no clue. It's if you, if you want
0: to fill in some airtime here, I'll look...
1: <laughs> you want to look it up. Yeah, that trade of Dylan DeMello is just, just one that I remember everyone finding really weird at the time. Like most people excused it as like it's a UFA, so. He he probably didn't want to sign or whatever, but it's not like he's a guy that would have cost a lot of money. And like considering the D's D that we have played like since trading DeMello up until now, it's like he's still better than most of them.
0: So it could be all right. It was actually a uh, Levi uh, Marinan. Okay, so that's not too struggled bad. Struggled with Kingston last season, but uh, he, I think he's doing playing, well this year. Yeah, nine fifteen through twenty two games in, in Liga, so. <laughs> maybe maybe that's all right maybe. at least it's
1: something at least it's still yeah. an asset and yeah. it's not like a guy who who isn't trending up at all it, it, that's exactly. weird though to do kind of poor in the ohl and then go to liga and then do way better that's kind of funny
0: that is really strange yeah you you'd think he'd, he'd be going because he went into kingston for probably what his age 19 season i think mm-hmm. uh, maybe even his age 20 i don't remember what i should probably double let me double check what year was he because he, he was drafted so he was a 2020 pick, so that was 18, 19. Yes, yeah, so that was his age 20 season, and he struggles. And now was a oh no, never. Mind. He's a late birthday; he's an August birthday. So it was his age 19. So now he's in his age 20 season, nah, he's and kind of okay. crushing it. Nice. He's kind of crushing it in Liga, which is
1: that's good to see because I feel like other than uh what's his name Sogard, I feel like we're a little bit weak on the on the goalie prospects right now.
0: Hey, you know who the top scoring defenseman on his team is?
1: Oh, okay, wait. David
0: Rumblead. I was
1: going to say oh, I was going to say uh,
0: David uh, Rumblead. I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I think we had there's a slight there's a slight lag there. My bad. I'm sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, I was about to ask uh, you is it a former
1: sen and then he was going to be the first the first thing out of my mouth. Yeah. Although oh. I am a little bit surprised that he's still playing. I thought he would be kind of actually I guess his rookie year when he came here was probably like 2011 right so he's probably not that old I'm just uh yeah he's 32. I feel old because it was so long ago that he was uh property yeah. of the senators that's that makes me feel old but he's not actually old
0: yeah he's he's yeah he's only he's only about six years older than me <laughs> that makes me feel old <laughs>
1: yeah Stanley Cup champion David Runbland.
0: That's right, 2015. Wow, <laughs> that's my favorite fact about
1: him. I, I have to, oh. I have to call him Stanley Cup champion every time.
0: Him and Vermont.
1: Yeah. Oh, was that on the same team? It was, wasn't it?
0: I'm pretty sure Vermont was 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 about 15 or 13. I think he mm. was 15. I think that was like the very end of his career.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think something like that.
0: But yeah, was it Vermont? Let's see. It was Vermont. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Antoine Vermette, who had three points in 19 games with Chicago, Hmm. but then the playoffs had seven points in 20. So Okay. Well, okay. All right. Well, since we mentioned
1: goaltending there a little bit with Merlin, I'll shift it over to the goaltending that's on the Sens currently. Like, I feel like we have to at least discuss uh, that little gaffe by Cam Talbot tonight, or I guess Big Gaff, because that ended up being the game-winning goal. That was just... Uh, as soon as that happened, I that was when my mood was just killed for the whole game at that point. I was just angry from that point on. Oh, Charlie is currently frozen. Hopefully he gets back here soon. Hey, you're
0: back, you're back. There we go. Okay, cool, yeah. I was able to hear you through all that, luckily. um, Yeah, that was real. Honestly, even, even the first goal felt a little soft um but that one especially mm-hmm. uh we're going to be we're going to see we're going to see Steve um yep. on dang it's with his yeah um that That's was exactly what i was thinking just brutal um yeah and i mean like not the worst game other than that first period for mm-hmm. Talbot like solid throughout um and i guess at the end of the day like he still had a 900 save percentage so it's not the worst but those are two at least one you should never give up probably two yeah that first one still felt a little a little that that, that neighbor's goal was a little a little weak
1: i feel like if we came back and won this game i wouldn't even say anything about talbot maybe just maybe just in a sort of like lighthearted manner poking fun at that one goal but just the fact that that ended up being the game winning goal just it just stings and uh yeah sort of on the topic of Talbot I wanted to bring up because uh Trevor Shackles oh, I know tweeted where this is going. Yeah 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 he tweeted just Philip Gustafson's oh. hockey DB stats and I saw you replying that, to that earlier today so I wanted to pick your brain on how you're currently feeling about that trade
0: Gustafson wouldn't have nearly those stats on the Sens. Mm-hmm. um yeah Minnesota is, is much better defensively um i don't know if i don't know how they are as a whole like where they stand as far as defense goes but they're definitely better than the scent definitely um even though they're even though
1: they're considering dumping dumba and and we'll pick them up apparently
0: oh which will probably just help gus (laughs) yeah literally (laughs) Uh, that's a whole other thing I want to talk about too, but yeah, the, the whole, yeah. So that's upsetting. I, I mean, I feel like if that trade had never happened, it's, it's just as likely that their stats are flipped as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I
1: think so too.
0: Also, Gus is getting a lot more starts than I expected him to get. Yeah. I have to say. I guess because I, I mean Flurry's old. But yeah, like,
1: that's what I was gonna say. Just Flurry getting yeah. up there in age is probably, probably the main reason. And obviously, like Gus does have pretty good results, but but yeah, I didn't expect him. I expected yeah. him to be kind of like a twenty game backup, but he might already have twenty appearances. I'm not even sure or close to that.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it was at like does, does it say like twenty two games? I, d- played or something, I do or? have it open at
1: seventeen.
0: Seventeen. Okay, so yeah, he's getting up there.
1: Yeah, and. He pe- he played eighteen for the Sens last year. It was at eight ninety two, so it's almost the the same sample size. But yeah, that's what going from the Sens to a team that can actually defend will do for your stats. I, I do, so, yeah. I do think though it'll be interesting to follow after Flurry is out of Minnesota if if they try to go to Gus as the starter because I think that will then. Uh, be when we can really judge the trade at that point. If Gus is able to become a yeah. good starter on Minnesota, then it's going to be looking rough. But if he stays kind of as their backup or one B, then I'm not mad about it because I I understood yeah. the the rationale of the move at the time to bring in Talbot. Like mm-hmm. Gus, Gus was just so inconsistent here that uh, Talbot you feel like is a uh, is more of a, a goalie that can cover up a team. The team's like defensive warts. We've seen that earlier in the season, like that game against Boston, where they had like 25 yeah. shots in the third period, and we still won. Not not as much of that tonight as he had the the one mistake, but but I got the I get the rationale in that trade still, so I'm not mad about it yet, but it it could become one that we're looking back on.
0: Yeah, what scares me is the fact that yeah, so through 17 games, like we've said, Gus has a 9.25. He's also only 24 years old.
1: Yeah, still young.
0: So trading a 24-year-old who puts up a 9.25 save percentage looks bad, but trading a 23-year-old at the time who put up an 8.92 for a well-established, granted older, but well-established solid starting caliber goalie looked great at the time. So even if this trade turns into a nightmare, I don't think you can ever fault the the strategy behind it.
1: It kind of gives me Ben Bishop vibes except that Bishop was performing better for the sense before we traded him
0: yeah bad. although
1: although Gus was kind of expected to be like the starter like the top goalie prospect for a couple of years there
0: yeah. so
1: just hoping it doesn't turn out like that but it kind of that's in the back of my mind the Ben Bishop trade is a little bit in the back of my mind for sure
0: fun fact I first heard about the Ben Bishop trade. Because your sister was on her phone in <laughs> science that class was? and just fucking yelled, Ben Bishop went was trying to to Lightning. And I was like being the nice student because I was like, <laughs> I think it was, I don't know if it was on trade Deadline Day. It must have been like yeah, I think around it was. the time. Yeah. And so I was being the good kid who was really struggling in science, trying to pay attention and not be on my phone. So like <laughs> I got the news from her. Oh <laughs> so. my God. That's that's such a Megan uh, thing to just
1: to just yell that out in the middle of class.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, shout out, shout out to her. Shout out to my sister Megan. Yeah, uh,
0: informing me of Ben Bishop trades. Yeah. So.
1: That I think I think that was one of the first things uh, you mentioned when we met after we got the the hosting jobs. You're like you're like, is that your sister? And I remember and you remember specifically that moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a very clear yeah. Yeah, God, could you imagine how? Co- I mean, we love Greg Anderson, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a um, that's a, that's a player that I don't. I'm not on board with retiring the number, but definitely like put him up with with Redden. Yeah. Um, but how fun would have been like those five years where Bishop and Leonard were both healthy if mm. those were the guys that the Sens held on to?
1: That was kind of before most teams kind of started switching to the tandem goalie setup so it would have been interesting to see yeah. at the time that would have been a killer tandem if you had both those guys both those young guys just uh competing that definitely would be an inter- interesting alternate future because andy andy was always that guy kind of like i said about what they were thinking for talbot he was always that guy who could definitely bail out the young team and just make 50 yeah. saves on any given night but it would have been interesting exactly, to have yeah. those those two top young goaltenders battling it out as well
0: yeah can we can we talk about – so I want to go back. Can we talk about the whole – the Dumba rumors?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I think it's so funny that, like, fans of the team are online being like, all right, so here's what we should do. Just, like, blow up the bottom six, call up Greg and Sokolov, and just see what the kids have. And management's like, we need to get like Dunbar or Klingberg. Like it's yeah. just like completely different trains of thought. Um, I don't think I've seen that much talk about Klingberg, but like, honestly, like if the Sens are looking at a rental, who's going to potentially move the needle a bit, like that makes sense. Anaheim's going to be selling off everyone, not named Zegers, Drysdale, McTavish. So like that, he's going to be on the board for sure. Yeah. Um. God, it's just we've well, been here several times where I say the season's done, and then the sends win three, when three, put them like three out of like four, and I go, well, maybe, and then they lose, and I go, oh, it's done, and it keeps going back and forth. At this point, please don't trade the first round pick. Oh my God! Please. If the first gets
1: traded, we will be like screaming at the camera on this show. That that's and the worst thing they could possibly do. Is specifically that first round pick. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what you're trading for a rental other than picks, but that first needs to stay in
0: this draft. Yeah, not to give too much away about our schedule, but you you are booked for the first game the day after the trade deadline. Oh. so if something horrible happens, I might have to jump on that yeah. one as well, we'll have and to, we'll just lose our minds.
1: We'll have to look out for that for sure.
0: The Sens yeah. are going to trade a first, get John Klingberg. <laughs> He's going to go. Zero points and a minus three in that loss to Columbus the next day, and we're going to lose oh, of our minds. Columbus as well.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my god, that's that's oh. the nightmare scenario for the deadline. But yeah, I actually had a couple tweets saved here on this topic of rentals at the deadline. Okay, we had we had NHL watcher. He had the tweet or not the tweet, the quote from Friedman in his tweet. Uh, I guess it was from the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast, and he was saying. Uh, that despite where the Sens are in the standings, like, he still expects the Sens to go out and get a, a rental, specifically a defenseman, which I think it has everyone just, thinking. Is like a
0: statement? Is, or has it just been like, we're trying? Yeah, yeah. The, like, reasoning,
1: the reasoning that Friedman said was to show the players and fans that they won't coast the rest of the season and compete as hard as they can. But... i feel like you You want to see some compete
0: call up the kids that are going to fight
1: for a roster spot next year you can do that with what we currently have already i I, you don't need to bring in outside pieces to show us that you're competing and that you care like at least try to make the changes that you can within the organization at the current moment before going like wasting assets to go outside you know
0: yeah come march if, if At that point, I don't know how many games are going to be left like whenever that happens 2025, 20, if that, yeah. So, come March, and the trade deadline's up, up, up upon us, and this sends like we're going to get that defenseman rental when the say there's 20 games left and you're 15 points out. Like, that's just, just call up a few guys and see what you got for next year. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to call it at that point. Like, I think so. If they're if they make the move in the next like 10-ish days. Fine, that's a bit more understandable. Mm-hmm. But even then, like listen, 1921 and 3 past the halfway point. Yeah, yeah, season, two games below 500 now. God. Don't buy. Like don't buy. Come on. It's just it's just bad asset management just flat out. Yeah, for
1: sure. And the other tweet that I wanted to read is a little bit of uh friendly fire here because it's STPN zone Adam Wild. He oh, he had no. quote tweeted the tweet that I was just paraphrasing and he, and he said that this is the right call if they go on a run to get in and get the players back from injury, you never know and he says like the sends have done this type of thing before going going on a late season run but I I just had to call you out there, Adam, because we're we're not uh we're not vibing with that take.
0: Listen, I think we both like Talbot and Forsberg enough. Neither one of them is a hamburglar.
1: Yeah. There's exactly. like it's
0: not it's not gonna happen. Like it happened once, and then and then the Sens lost in six in the first round. it was a fun run, but like who gives a shit? <laughs> um in 2015, so Sens were January I want to upset myself thinking about who they could have had in that first round, (laughs) like in that draft in the hamburger. You know what I mean? The hamburger year. Yeah. If not for that hamburger run in, um, yeah. So that was the McDavid draft. It was the McDavid draft. Yes.
1: So if no run happens, McDavid or Eichel, right? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially, if we stay. Because that first
0: round was so stacked. That first round is unreal, absolutely unreal draft.
1: I'm trying to remember. Was it Dylan Strome who went third? Yeah.
0: Yes. But but yes, then but
1: then Marner, Hannafin, and you got some other guys. Then for the rest of the top ten, so there, there's a couple a couple not not quite elite players, but but yeah, that looking back on the hamburger hamburger run is is kind of funny like that because it's like we could have gotten a a superstar player yeah. if that didn't happen, but it was also some of the, the best Sen, memories yeah. that we've had the last years. Say the sends
0: picked what like 10th give or take somewhere around there mm-hmm. say they maybe played 500 on the rest of the season like they still like play like still overachieving and playing 500 just not having a goalie who goes 21 2 and 1 or whatever the hell it was that he went past you, know, you got like guys like yeah timo meyer miko rantan and a couple uh busts not well not full-on but like Austin Krause is having a good season with arizona but then they had dennis koreana then it's borrell then you got yeah then the, that run yeah. following boston right barzell connor oh shabbat. the boston
1: run <laughs>
0: uh erickson eck uh brock besser Did travis connect Colin who's... white
1: that year i think
0: colin white and shabbat yeah
1: oh both that's right it was both in the same draft yeah yeah
0: god travis connecty having a hell of a season with the yeah players.
1: i remember everyone wanted him in that draft year he was a oh couple, I did too. Was I went to a lot of
0: right. Yeah, I went to a lot of 67s games those years just because uh we got my, my mom and I went to like just about every home game because that was during the time that Lansdown was being um right fixed up. So they were playing in at, at CTC. And so being in Barhaven, we're like, we're going to take advantage of these cheap tickets. That's a 20-minute drive instead of a drive downtown, right? So watching Connecty, granted, on an awful team, so he stood out a lot. So that probably made my bias a bit stronger. But he looked so, so good with the 67s.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah. and he, he's finally putting it all together this year. It's a little yeah. bit a little bit unexpected, but he was still a really good player uh, before that.
0: Mm-hmm exactly so all that to say adam wilde you're wrong dude sorry yeah we're we're not feeling that
1: take from adam and Uh, not not feeling not feeling the rentals vibe this year and kind of on the same topic but a little bit different just to close it out here in terms of like can like when i think of a rental i'm like you must think that you have a shot at the playoffs Mm -hmm. in some capacity at least right the next two games are both against pittsburgh who are currently in the final wild card spot, and well, they're they're tied with the Islanders as well, who who mm-hmm. got a point tonight, and then which was against Washington, who is the other wild card, so they got two points and the Islanders got three. At this point, the Sens are now nine points out of a playoff spot, and both games are against Pittsburgh. So if you don't win both, you're screwed. There's no chance. Like I think these next two games yeah. are definitively like where. We will actually get a little bit of hope if we win both games, but probably not. And this is probably going to be where we stick a fork in the sense because uh, Pittsburgh getting like winning both or even just winning one. Then it's like a 10 point, 10 or 11 point gap at that point winning both. It's like 12 or 13 points. So uh, this is the, this is the time for the sense they got to step it up, give us some hope against Pittsburgh. Otherwise I'm totally out.
0: Yeah, no, you're completely right. And the problem is, there probably are a lot of people that agree with Adam. Uh, Just like, I think I'm pretty sure they've talked about this on, on the SDP a few times, but the St. Louis blues have ruined Bad seasons for everyone. Because yeah. everyone, oh like, we have a shot. It can happen. St. Louis Blues did it that one time, the one time it's ever happened. Mm-hmm. So I think Sens fans, especially because Sens fans are like, I mean, well, everyone, like, in the Blues, it was 2019, it's in very recent memory. So everyone's like, well, the Blues did it. And the Sens have the Blues did it. Also, the Hamburglar run. So, like, yeah, it's, I we think, got both. As pessimistic as this fan base is, there's it's a lot of pessimism with, like, but you know mm-hmm. it could happen we, um we've
1: seen these weird miracles before but it's you can't count on that right
0: yeah um i don't think the blue and that's the thing too like just looking on them on paper that blues team was deep it was an underachieving team yeah, and the Sens are an sure. underachieving team but they're not nearly as deep
1: no way not even close no shot.
0: And I mean that was also a, a miracle run from Bennington too, right? And I don't think the Sens have any goalies with a miracle yeah. run built in the season. So
1: yeah, you have Hamburger in one and Binnington in the other. He was doing basically exactly. the same thing.
0: Yeah. So they yeah. Don't have it. Yeah. I think he just gotta I don't wanna say I don't wanna say sell anyone because honestly, all all the pieces that the Sens should want to hold on to are locked up for a good bit of time. So mm-hmm. If we'll you can see. get anything for, for
1: like Broussard or Watson then do that. Yeah. But otherwise yeah, if the fifth, otherwise sixth, no. Yeah, yeah.
0: Whatever, yeah. I'm 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 hoping for a very quiet trade deadline.
1: It should be ideally. Yeah. But yeah, with just to wrap it up with four losses in the last five games now, the Sens are getting closer oh. to bottom 5 in the league than they are to a wild card spot at this point. So the next, like I said, the next two games against Pittsburgh, very crucial. I am, I I don't want to go full team tank, so I am hoping that we can at least win the first game against Pittsburgh and and give us a slight bit of hope. Maybe we can beat them twice and then get right back in that little spot of we're kind of close, but, but I, I don't have much optimism at this point.
0: No, we, uh, Listen, we got some fun games that mattered in January. I think that's all we could ask for. <laughs> yeah, <at this> point.
1: <laughs> that's more than we've had the last five years, so it can't be too yeah. bad overall.
0: I was thinking about that as well. How like this is the highlight of the last five. This 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 empty, awful feeling is uh, the highlight of the last five years. So, oh my god. Yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll end on that. Yeah, awful yeah.
1: <laughs> Sad stuff here tonight, but. Hopefully, we can get a little bit more to cheer about in the next game against Pittsburgh. I'll be back for that one. Uh, Everyone, thank you for watching. Leave a like if you enjoyed the video. Subscribe to STPN. Uh, Have a good night, everyone.
0: Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction Canada Sportsbook.